I'll just quickly share, um, you know, it's amazing that after all the miracles and they even recount the miracles, yeah, yeah, all these miracles, but they still turn away and then God gets angry and then he provides for them and then they still turn away. That's amazing. But I think what struck me even more was um, the fact that I think the message Bible says that they whine like spoiled children. Mm. And it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're like spoiled children, they're greed. And it's like, it's appalling, right? Cause they're, um, he did all these miracles, but they're saying, Hey, could, could we, could we get some like fresh break, baked bread here? Can we get a good choice of meat here? Can we get some steak here? I, I mean, I know you, you know, uh, let water out of the rock. I know you, you know, parted the Red Sea, you know, big deal. Water, you know, can, can we get to some steak here? And I'm like, the audacity, like it's appalling, right? But then right after that, God provides for them anyway, all the, all the birds and stuff. And, but, and then after that, they keep, it's just, I, I don't know. That, that was really, it put, made it real, like in terms mm-hmm. of what spoiled whiny children are like. And, and it just shows that that's what we're like. We're like, yeah, God, you know, you heal me of cancer, big deal. But can we get like, can I get some luxury here? You know, like, what's the deal with that? You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, but then once again, we just have to reflect on ourselves, right? Like we're, we look at the story of Israel, like, okay, you guys are idiots, but then we have to like, dude, we do the same thing. So at least I do the same thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, nothing makes me angrier than when like I, I give stuff to my kids that they want and ask for, and then they just complain anyways. Right. And so after reading this, I'm like, Oh, maybe that's righteous anger. I'm feeling <laughs> just kidding. I'm just, just justifying my own, my own sinfulness. Right. When I, I get mad at my kids, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some righteous anger there. Um, but anyways, uh, just to share a little bit, um, we we didn't get a chance to go through the whole psalm, but the context of the psalm is um, it, it's talking about why God chose the southern kingdom and why God chose David and, and chose to establish his kingdom in the south, in Zion. And uh, it's because the people of the north, the Ephraimites, uh, rejected God. And so we see that in verse 9. Um, they turned back and didn't keep God's covenant. And so that's the context kind of explaining why God chose the south for his, uh, to establish his kingdom. Um, for me, I just, you know, all the things you guys shared, I, I definitely um, picked up on and resonated with me. Um, to me, this whole section just speaks of God's grace so powerfully because um, like you guys were sharing, you know, he does these amazing things yet God's people forget him. And yet he continues to pour out blessing. He continues to pour out grace abundantly upon his people. And just, it just speaks of God's goodness and God's grace. So, so much. And um, I'm reminded what resonated with me was um, in verse five and yeah, verse five, you know, it says that he established a testimony in Jacob, appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded to our fathers to teach to their children. And then verse six, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And so I was reflecting on the order of that, that we're, we're to set our hope on God, teach our children to set our, their hope on God not forget his works, 
but keep his commandments. And so when God took Israel out of Egypt, you know, he saved them. He delivered them first out of bondage to slavery, and then he gives them the law. And so, you know, keeping the law, walking in obedience to God was always meant to be a uh, response to his grace, response to his salvation, you know, not a means to earn it. And, um, just re- reflecting on that order that our hope is in God and we're to remember his works, his works of salvation. And then that inspires us to keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they keep forgetting, they keep forgetting all the wondrous things he's done yet. He continues to shower grace and continues to shower mercy upon them. Uh, verse 22 again, but they did not believe in God. They did not trust his saving power. And so again, it's for us, our, our, our role is to believe and our role is to trust. And out of that belief and trust will come, you know, our obedience. Uh, and, and we're called to teach the next generation, our kids the same and the, the next generation, the same thing. It's trust in God, believe in him, you know, remember his work of salvation. And then out of that flows obedience. Um, so yeah, just powerful, powerful uh, passage this morning. Uh, and I want to just go ahead and uh, lead us now into a, t- a time of prayer. And um, I-, I like that we've spent some time praying on our own. So I want to continue that theme. Uh, and I want to give you guys just... The-